1: Well today uh, we're going to talk about uh, just, just I think just a roll around on the industry standards or standards that we quality marks, standard marks that we come across in the industry. Um, and I must admit, one of them is a little bit of a mystery to me. So uh, we're going to be talking about F.O.R.'s Freight opera- Operator Recognition Scheme. Uh, word recognition. Almost, yeah, almost. Yeah, fleet, yeah.
0: almost. Fleet Operator. Sorry, mate. Fleet, what did I say? <laughs> freight. freight. Did I say freight? Oh, yeah. yeah, too busy in uh, yeah, the FTA, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fleet <laughs> Operator Recognition oh, Scheme. Ironically, I used to
2: call the FTA the yeah. fleet, <laughs> you <yeah. laughs>
0: know. So, uh, Earned recognition
1: and clocks. Ooh, construction. Legi- oh, you can tell me that one. I don't know what that means. I'll have to be I'm fair. We'll, we'll summarise clocks. It's very similar to
2: four silver. Well, there we go. <laughs> let's, let's
1: dealt with clocks. So, clocks is to do with the. Uh, if I'm right in thinking this it's to do with the construction industry and if you want to be if I want to go and build a uh, tower block in London say Boy, you know when he's clocks not necessarily if I want to go and build a tower block um, then I need to be as the builder as the as the developer I need to be clocks compliant don't I so what does that mean with my uh, freight operators that will be bringing my raw materials or taking my waste away yeah, so construction logistics, and community safety, community clocks, safety. community safety. Yeah. So right. do, do you know what? I, think I didn't. Know once. I heard it referred to as cycle
2: safety as well. No, I think there community would be elements safety. of cycle. Cycle roadies yeah. in there, I'd imagine. I've yeah. never had a lot to do with clocks, even though I come from construction. Yeah. Um, so we.
0: They're, they're both like, TFL schemes, though, aren't yeah. they? They were originally they are, TFL yeah, schemes. Yeah. We,
2: we talk about
1: clocks and fours being London-centric. But that, they, they, they were originally, I think. But uh, because they've seen as an industry standard, I know, uh, you know, particularly with... Uh, with fours and clocks, that it's not just about London, is it anymore? It's, it's, I, I didn't like,
0: even well. realise. Though, here's something for you. I never realised for years. I've been looking at that four symbol, thinking it was a wheel, and I didn't know what the squiggle was through it. I just thought it was like a design feature. It's the Thames. The Thames, is it
2: really? You're it's like, the oh, Thames. That's geek. That's right. to a level,
0: not, Did you not? Uh, no. no, there that you that is go. See, to a different I can't. Level. I can't remember who told me that. I reckon wow. that might have been Keith Gray actually. I think that, that might sounds, have been on the Keith Gray podcast
1: sounds like a Keith thing that does even yeah, though you have that yeah. I think it
0: knowledge. might have been and I apologise if it was someone else yeah. and I'm shouting out the wrong person but yeah. I think that was a Keith Gray one like listen to geek- the Half Dozen Things podcast for that one yes, um, yeah good one Keith Gray oh, yeah. he's an interesting guy
2: Yeah, I think they're, they're great schemes to improve road safety anything that improves road safety is a good idea absolutely and, uh, if, and if they do if they, that's their aim if they do do that um, that's, that's a kind of a bonus. also environment as well Mm. See, yeah I don't know the clock standards much obviously do anything about the clock standards to be perfectly honest but obviously with fours environmental is a, is quite important
0: yeah particularly four silver yeah. four silver really starts to look at the environmental impact was, doesn't it I think
2: four silver and clocks do align in certain areas
0: it's, yeah it's yeah, yeah got you yeah. yeah so for I think I think the thing with I think with the, fours has had a challenging history I would I would argue it's, and I'm always a little bit yeah. sceptical about uh, about it we Largely, I when when we first started the the flagship business, I um, I wasn't interested in doing fours. I didn't want to know until one client uh, decided that we were the the you know we were the uh, supporting company for them, and they wanted us to help them with fours. And uh, I actually remember pre. Or taking that client on and actually going and visiting Jamie in his old job to get a bit of a lowdown yeah. around fours, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, it was it was one of those, and I I I how I reconciled it in my head because I saw fours largely as uh, this this sort of money making type thing that had kind of gone awry. It started with the best of intentions, and then it had kind of gone yeah. awry, and that was my perspective of it Absolutely. because I'd seen I'd seen. When in my time with the vehicle manufacturer that I worked for, and I shan't name them because it's not fair, but um, with the vehicle manufacturer I was working for, they uh, I saw these operators, particularly out in the Barden area, that I, you know I took on a sales role around there for a little while, and we were having to spec vehicles, and you know the the operators were having to put four grands worth of extra kit on just to meet the requirement and i would say to them well why are you having this done they were like well we have to have it and i was like why do you have to have it and they go because we wouldn't be able to get on site without it and i'm like right okay does it make any impact on your business no not really i was like do you pay any attention to it no not really uh what's the audit like nothing really it just is what it is it's just a cost it's just cost exercise do you get paid any extra for having it no and all of, you know all of the things that led to my perspective on it was like pretty negative pretty to the table. yeah yeah what what benefit is this having if people aren't really paying attention but then then we took this operator on and I started to learn a lot more about it and and what have you and um you know they were they were going for silver and I started to learn a bit more about the silver silver system and that kind of thing and i think i think it's like anything they were going to get paid more, for having, more per load for having silver than bronze. And I was like, right, I can reconcile this in my head. I'm helping my operator be more profitable. That's okay. That's what we do, right? We help them be safer. We help them be more profitable so I can deal with this. So I kind of reconciled it that way. And ever since then, we've helped many customers now uh, get bronze and then go on to silver as well. And um, what I found is that my challenges around it are, First, and I think, you know, they're largely dealing with it, but the, the standard from a auditing point of view has been fairly in, you know, intermittent or fairly different in the way that people audit it. Um, largely speaking, I think the audits aren't rigorous enough. Uh, I don't think they test the systems. I think you can pretty much put the documentation in place and tick through because you're trying to do it all within a day and there's so much to do if you manage that as an iso standard uh you know it'd be several day audit but um but yeah so i think those are sort of my real challenges but i think if you're committed to it and you you do it and you're going to make profit from it then then it's a positive thing because i think it can help improve your business but on the on the other side you know you hear shock horror stories of the traffic commissioner taking away you know revoking licenses for people who have just passed their fours bronze the week before You know, so I think they take a fairly dim view on it yeah. sometimes. That,
2: that doesn't help with, with that, does it? It's no.
0: The,
1: the need for it as well. No. It's not. I think that, that uh, you know, I think it was Nick Dent and the traffic commissioner, who, uh, Westminster traffic commissioner, who, who who made that statement and said, you know, kind of like it's not fit for purpose. It did actually come out on record as saying that uh, Force is not fit for purpose because people, were, people were, were, were misaligning it with the requirements of the operator's licence and uh, you know, as you say, like people are getting brought fours bronze and then losing their operator's license a, a few weeks later and looking flabbergasted because well I on a minute I've just been fours accredited. Yeah. Well,
0: I What's going
2: on? An operator we well, have asked me the other week if I if, if I go and get fours will I get pulled over less? I went no 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 that's no i bother that. Okay. So some
1: somebody in, in you know in Transport for London TFL somebody. In the, you know, in the early stages of this really did a good job of the marketing because people, if you ask, you know, I'm not, such, I'm not sure everybody in the country would be interested, in, but if you ask in our industry, uh, maybe those that are not involved with, with the transport management side of things, What's fours? Most people will have heard of fours, and oh, that's
0: something you need if you go to London. Yeah, I I think I think four success was a was a magic mix, and I wasn't about when it first started, or or wasn't paying attention to it, I suppose, because we weren't in London. But marketing's been brilliant, and then the other has been lazy safety management, i.e., well, we can meet all of our safety requirements for operating on this site by saying that all transport operators have got to have fours. Yeah lazy safety management yeah. because it, it gives a badge and safety people go, oh,
2: ah, good.
0: There you go. I yeah. haven't got to ask. I haven't got to ask because someone's audited them. I know they've got eight risk assessments. I know they've got, yeah, yeah. you know, this policy and that procedure because otherwise they wouldn't have it for fours bronze. So that I think, I think that has been a massive, it was literally, you know, for for site managers, for health and safety bods, um, uh, you know, it, it really hit a, a target market for them to go yeah it meets a standard yeah. they meet a standard I don't have to do my due diligence yeah. happy days
1: yeah well, I still meet I still meet transport managers today who will say to me oh you need Fours to go into London no you don't no you just need to be compliant with the Safer London Lorry Scheme yeah. and that's what that's where Fours was born from so 2003 the Safer London Lorry Scheme required you to meet certain standards before your vehicle would be allowed into the 17 boroughs of, uh, of London uh, and, and and so falls was born out of that requirement. But as long as you're compliant with the Safer London Lorry Scheme, you can go into London with anything. You know, it's not...
2: Mm. Well, so that, no, we've got the DVS, obviously. The D- <laughs> now <laughs> we have some, yeah, so now we have the DVS, Direct Vision Standards, that's a h-
1: another podcast for another day, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> we also have uh, the ULEZs and the LEZs, so there's lots of things you need to consider, but for, in terms of the Safer London Lorry Scheme, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have uh, fours to comply with that
0: oh, you absolutely. can comply with that without fours have we, have we given force enough of a kicking yet What i'm going to say with
2: fours if i going to defend more yeah. you'll get out of it yeah if you actually do it i, I, I agree it so
0: so the off. principle the principle is yeah, really right, good about it
1: absolutely so the
2: principle is very
1: laudable and i'm now going to defend fours so mm-hmm. uh so fours i think is a good thing um as we've said there the principle is a is a great thing uh, anybody who's done the force practitioners program—that's an invaluable piece of training—and um, actually for London operators, it's free, isn't it? So, you know, for for external London operators, it's it's a, there's a cost to it, but uh, you can you can gain a lot from that. It's very interesting. It's, it's in in a lot of cases, it's reasonably well delivered. Um, two things that come out of force for me. One of them is the eyesight testing. Now I know. A, People are just paying lip service to this and they won't really do it. But there is nothing else in legislation where we we are required to test for eyesight. You know, it's it's a requirement for drivers to obviously maintain the vision standards. But I think, so that one is one thing for me. And also the accident investigation element of FOURS. There's too many operators simply put chalk off accidents as being... Just or one of those things, or something, you know, an occupational hazard, something we have
0: to go through. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfill their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR, or compliance services or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today.
1: Um, to get where we want to be, but Falls requires you to investigate accidents quite thoroughly. Uh, and I think every operator could learn from that. That's so well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick, i stand in the corner for fours
0: and stuff. No, and, 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 and I totally agree. I think it's also brought apparently brought about ongoing CPD requirements yeah. as well. Like I think toolbox talks, it's it sort of opened the door for that. So that there is that. You know, we've given it a slate in, but actually yeah. there is a lot of positives that have come the out of it. Ongoing away. CPD. Yeah. I think that the principle of suds. The safe urban driving yeah. course, where um, you know you, it, we go back to the cultural conversation we we're having before. Like, let's get HGV drivers out of their trucks and out on bikes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a really vital bit of training to be fair. Uh, and people
1: will say, oh, a cyclist should do the same. And do you know what? I've been involved in those programs uh, where cyclists have been invited into the cab of a vehicle HGV, and I will say that nine, almost ten out of ten cyclists come. We'll step down from that canvas and say, I didn't understand, I didn't realise. So it does happen. They are positive things. It's yeah. not every cyclist that's...
0: Yeah, and anything that increases empathy between road users is yeah. a great idea, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Okay, so we'll move on to earned recognition. Yeah. Well, so just to set the scene for that, we're we're in the process of going for our earned recognition approval at uh, Flagship Partners. We're getting ISO 9001, which we'll talk about ISO in a little bit. Um, But we need to get ISO 9001 to become approved auditors for uh, earned recognition. What I would say is if you're looking to get earned recognition, we can help you reach that standard because uh, that's kind of what we do. We help people get ready for fours. We help introduce the standards and we can certainly help people introduce earned recognition at the moment as well. So if it's something you're thinking about, please do check it out. And I'd also say before I draw Jamie and Mike in, there's a really good podcast on a half dozen things where I got to interview Phil Breen who heads up uh, the DVSA earned recognition scheme on behalf of the DVSA he's a very experienced former traffic examiner he headed up the bus department I think for a long time Um, and he's an all round personable decent decent chap Um, so I do recommend having a listen and I think that will give you some more insight into earned recognition but uh, nonetheless uh, yeah what's our vibe on earned recognition what do we think?
2: yeah, yeah I think it's been quite a slow uptake.
0: it has been i think i think there's been a an element of a lack of trust with uh you know or an uncertainty with how the d v s a would manage the data that they were provided
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I, you hear operators talk all the time about that means I've got to give them my passwords to my, my, to my computer oh, systems. Right. And, you know, they're going to be. I'm going to be making a cheese sandwich in my kitchen one day, and there's going to be a DVSA officer stood over <laughs> my shoulder watching what I'm going to be doing. That's not the case at all, is it? I mean, it is, you know, let's be realistic about it. That's not what's required from from recognition, is it?
0: No, absolutely not. And, and Phil sort of dispels those myths. Essentially, uh, that there's a reporting system that you, that you report back to the DVSA. I think, I think interestingly, what happens often and DVSA are going to get loads of credit because the earned recognition scheme is really rather good. From what I can tell, it's really rather good. And it aligns with the reg, the regulatory requirements of running an operator's license, which is the key thing you get in this DVSA stamp of approval. And, um, you know, it, 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 they've got the regulatory back in, um, and, but what they've also done is they've been able to see the mistakes that Fours made, and they've been able to go second. Um, yeah, you know, that helps. and that does, yeah. that does always help, doesn't it? You know, so again, just a little bit of a stick up for Fours there because DVSA have seen they've seen kind of the things that have gone wrong and the commercial element of what Fours is, and earned recognition isn't a you know this isn't a commercial thing, whilst it gives commercial advantage to the operators who are earned recognition, because again a lot of people when it comes to picking subcontractors can be a little bit lazy and badge and badges help (laughs) you know badges help if you've got a dvsa and recognition badge that demonstrates straight away that you meet this requirement people don't even need to understand what it is but they know it's good it
2: sounds good doesn't it
0: dvsa and And recognition recognition. it does sound good yeah it does sound good but in reality it is backed up by my understanding, and I spent a bit of time with Lisa at Logico, because we both sit on the transport committee for the BAA, and um, Lisa's been doing hand recognition for a, for a period of time, I'm not speaking to them, and the, the audit is just so rigorous, that it's like, it's okay that you say that this is your policy or this is your procedure, but it's actually tested, you have to evidence it. Um, and I think that's a good, a good process for any auditor. Ent- it's very much similar. Absolutely. It's almost an ISO, an ISO for vehicle operations, um, which, uh, which I think is really interesting, really. I, I, think, I think it's going to be the standard moving forward. It I has think, to be, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: It has to be. Surely the way the world's going as well, more electronic data and stuff like that, it is natural progression, isn't it, to go that way? Yeah. VSA to get, your, get the information about to turn at your premises, etc.? Mm. You know, I know, I know you, you only send information when you get it wrong, don't you? Generally, there's a lot of recognition, so it's not like they're, they're constantly spying on what you're doing. It's like so it's part of the myth of it. But yeah, and not that operators
1: should be fearful of getting stopped no. by the DVSA. However, go back to, that, to what you said there about the operator saying if I have fours, will, will my vehicles be stopped less regularly? The answer to that is no. If my if I have an earned recognition, will my vehicles be stopped less regularly? Either. They won't. You know, it won't. hundred percent, yes. You've gone out of that, you know, uh, probably OCRS is in the talk for another day, but you've gone out of the operator compliance risk score. You've, you've gone out of that. You're an earned recognised operator. You sit on a on the top table
0: yeah. you got the blue you got the yeah. blue you're beyond the green yes the blue beyond the green so yeah it's um, I think I think that's an interesting one whilst we're talking about standards I, I wanted to just wade in on the ISO standards as well uh, we've recently helped uh, one of our one of our clients or several of our clients actually um, because we've had a, a, had a local skip company who we have helped initially qualify uh, which was a, a big deal for us uh, for their 9001 so 9001 is the quality management standard and uh, 14,001 is the environmental standard and 45,001 is the health and safety standard. Now, what we do with operators who want to have multiple standards in that way, we build what's called an integrated management system. So we take those uh, we take those standards and we build an integrated management system that will include a manual. It will include all of the risk assessments, policies and procedures, and also things around like... Um, uh, making sure that version controls in place of documentation and those kinds of things, and you know, they're they're really good standards to have. In in fact. The DVSA earned recognition for, for you to be an auditor for it, you have to have ISO 9001 yeah. in your business. Um, so that demonstrates the standing that DVSA have in the ISO system as well. Uh, so the, the the quality management system and JALT to 9001 accredited as well. Uh, I think uh, Mike has had some experience of working with an, a company who have uh, got 9001 accreditation. So mm. interested to hear what your experience may be. Um, but. Uh, you know, the, the the client we've worked with they, they work, operate in the removal sector. They've got the three ISO standards and then a range of British standards around warehousing, storage, um, even down to a. Uh, we just signed them up for 22.301 and it's business continuity plan. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So that, that gives Absolutely. people real credibility around. The fact that they won't have any interruption to business, even if something catastrophic happens. So if you're looking for public sector contracts and those kinds of things with the NHS and and what have you, that's a really, really valuable one because um, they're starting to write it into tenders. You know, you have to have a business continuity plan. They don't want to deal. It's one of those tricky things. Small business do struggle because big big operators want to deal with big operators they want to deal with the big companies because it gives them continuity uh so yeah what what say what say you guys about iso uh
1: iso 9001 yeah i've i've um i've been involved in uh implementation of about many years ago uh the uh the the original when it it was changed over the bsi standard what was that fifteen thousand or something I can't remember BSI uh, changed over the ISO uh, standard many many moons ago, and I was involved in that implementation at that time. Um, I, my, you know, it, it's it's it, it, you, I think we have to go into uh, ISO with with understanding what it is that we're trying to do, particularly if we've got processes. If we've got if we're process driven organization, and ISO helps us line those up. Uh, so that we've got a, a system from which we can check that those processes are, 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 are successfully operating all the way down the line. It helps us identify weaknesses in those areas. So I think if we approach ISO as a as a tick box exercise, we're not going to get anything nothing from it apart from our ISO accreditation. But if we look at it as an opportunity to improve our business, then then and, and, and it's certainly not a, a silver bullet. You've got to look in other areas as well, like, you know, the cultural and, you know, uh, but it's, it certainly helps us build that framework by which we can hang everything else off. So um, on the other side of that coin, I have seen organisations that have become too process driven. And therefore they take their eye off the ball with other stuff and it just becomes about the process Um, i was in i was exposed believe it or not in a local authority to uh you wouldn't think a local authority would go down this avenue but i was exposed in a local authority to another way of thinking uh which is a kind of um the the nemesis of, of of iso which is systems thinking um so I've experienced in both with both counts, but you know, generally for me ISO is definitely a good thing, particularly if you're process driven, if your operation is process driven.
2: Yeah, definitely, and it, it makes sure everyone knows what's expected, isn't yeah. it, doesn't it? If you, and it, like I say, don't do it as a tick box exercise. Same with fours ISO yeah. standards. Buy into it. Yeah. If you buy into it and do do what's required, rather than just think, oh, we've got an audit in a month's time, let's make sure this is all up to date. If you actually buy into it, and do it properly, you do get a lot out of them, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure auditors. Are trained to look for yeah, tick definitely.
1: boxes where they can see that the tick is by the same person
2: yeah.
1: literally done as you say like oh we've got an ISO audit next week let's make sure all the ticks but it looks like it's just not genuine not a genuine thing doesn't it it stands out I yeah. think that's
2: what we ensure when we go to these businesses we set them up for to operate that way don't we like you said, with the manuals etc uh, and the processes in place.
1: So it becomes a, it becomes ingrained in what yeah, they it do. Yeah, it becomes a part yeah. of their culture and ingrains that into them rather than just a, a, a quick hurried tick box for, for the auditor next week.
0: Absolutely. Help with get help with challenges and help others with their challenges as well. There's a fantastic opportunity so please do get in touch to find out more about that. Thank you very much. Bye. Hi.